and welcome to this Endolife episode 54. I'm Jessica Duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. This episode is sponsored by my friends at BU. BU period patches are 100% natural, acts like a plaster so they stick on across your abdomen or your back wherever you're in pain and slowly deliver menthol and eucalyptus oil to the points of pain. These oils are scientifically proven to reduce muscle cramps and so they start reducing pain um, by easing and relaxing the muscles, the muscles in your pelvic area. These guys are part of my go-to period pack and I use them for about the first two days of my period. I stick them on under my clothes. They're really discreet and thin, so they're not bulky. You can't tell they're there. They're literally as thin as a plaster. I personally feel that they're a reasonable price. They're affordable and they really, really work for me. I'd been in pain the other day for about 48 hours with interstitial interstitial cystitis pain. Um, and I put them on and literally within 20 minutes had gone. And I was so annoyed with myself that I hadn't thought to use them earlier. You can get five per pack. So depending on your the length of your period, they'll last the average period. And you can subscribe so you can get them delivered to you every month. They're $6.99 for a pack or $4.99 if you go for a subscription. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and start soothing period cramps a natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis symptom tracker. If you feel like you're in pain all the time or you're tired all the time and you just can't tell what's making your endo better or worse, which is what I'm currently dealing with with my interstitial cystitis, I can never say that word, then this tracker could help you begin to understand subtle patterns in your endometriosis symptoms. By using this tracker every day, charting your mood, pain, brain fog and other symptoms and noting down what you eat, your stress levels and lifestyle habits, you'll begin to understand the crucial relationship between your body, your life and endometriosis. Understanding this is key to making changes that actually work and have a positive effect. As always, this guide doesn't replace your medical treatment and it's not intended to treat or cure endometriosis, but it provides you with a tool that I use personally to help me live well with endometriosis and work out what was helping me and wasn't helping me. To download, just head to the show notes and follow the link to get your free copy. Today I want to talk about a subject that I haven't really touched upon, but I think it's so important. And the more that I am learning in my women's health, integrative women's health coaching course, the more I'm like, wow, exercise is so bloody important and I haven't given enough attention to it. So yeah, today I want to talk about it. My relationship with exercise is a difficult one. I was really insecure as a teenager, so I fucking hated doing PE and I'm just not sporty. I'm not competitive. Competition makes me just melt and I'm just like, no, you just, I'd rather just not compete and let that person win. So I hated sports and there wasn't really like, going to gym wasn't really like a thing when I was at school. So that wasn't kind of like an option for being healthy. As I developed an eating disorder, I saw exercise as a form of punishment. And at the time, I think a lot of the magazines were really pushing that kind of idea as well. Like I remember a magazine, like a Sunday kind of supplement magazine that came in the newspaper with a newspaper. And I can't like I, I can't remember the terminology, but I remember the wording that she used was really like, you've eaten this, like you now need to do blah, 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 no excuses, like 
there was no kindness in it. It was, it was all about really punishing your body. And, um, that's kind of how I took it. And I would exercise for like three hours a day. I'd go on my, like, I would go on my, um, exercise bike and put a video on, um, video, basically put like a DVD on like Bridget Jones and exercise all the way through that. And then like on my bike and then I'd put something else on and it wasn't something that I enjoyed doing. I didn't want to get strong. I didn't want to get fit. I just wanted to get skinny. And, um, if I ate something, it was what I did to punish myself. And I didn't grow up around any adults who exercised or took a healthy approach to that. Both my parents, neither of them exercised, except my dad liked to cycle, but I stopped cycling just because I don't know. I just, I just grew scared of cycling. I didn't feel safe on the roads and stuff. So I didn't really have anyone to look up to in that. Um, I did have my sister who created a really healthy exercise routine. But when I was growing up, I kind of worshipped her and thought she had the best figure in the world. And so I didn't translate that into being healthy. I translated it into you need to exercise as much or more than Gemma in an unhealthy way to get skinny. Yeah. So that's kind of, that was my approach. And I have been trying to unlearn that and change that. And now I want to be strong and I want to be fit and I want to be healthy, but I still find myself exercising more when it comes to summer where I've got a party on. <laughs> so um, I don't know why I said party because I haven't been to a party in bloody forever, but it's still something that I associate with slimming down, but I'm trying my hardest to look at it as something that's part of a normal healthy lifestyle so that's me you might remember that I spoke to Heba um, Shahid a couple months ago and she said there's no particular exercises to avoid for endo but you might want to be mindful of the way that you do ab exercises so you might want to listen to that episode if you like and it's not about particular exercises but it is about kind of listening to your body and seeing what feels good to you like running does not feel good to me it feels like my uterus is bouncing up and down also hurts my knees I've got knee problems so and my back and spine is you know my back and my pelvis from my car accident so running is not wise for me but overall as long as you're being mindful of your body and what suits you and what feels good in terms of your endo these are the benefits of exercise so these this kind of list is what I've created from my course that I'm learning and the books, you know, the research that I do on endometriosis and um, books that I read and courses that I take. So a sedentary lifestyle, so kind of like a lifestyle, sitting down, um, laying down, not moving much, can actually be quite harmful for our health. So that's why, for example, now they're encouraging like standing desks. I really, really want one because I sit down a lot um, and it's really bothering me at the moment. Exercise helps to alleviate depression and anxiety. It's um, been shown to do that. And that's, I've personally found that that's true for me. I found massively, actually, it was a really big difference when I started exercising regularly, yoga and weight training and strength training. I really, really noticed an improvement in my mood. Um, and that was kind of almost what gave me the kick to push out of depression. It helps with mental and physical resilience, of course, and helps with providing more energy and more stamina, which I know that's 
difficult when you don't have any energy. But I actually do find when I exercise that I then get a boost of energy. So even if you're doing small amounts of exercise, that could be helpful. The endorphins that are released during exercise um, actually help reduce pain. So that's amazing. And I wonder actually if that's why when I do yoga, I don't know if endorphins are released during yoga. I don't know if it's just like sweaty exercise. I need to double check that. But when I do yoga, my pain reduces. Like in that moment, if I'm doing, if I'm in pain and I do yoga, my pain reduces. Regular exercise is associated with decreased menstrual flow. So if you have a heavy period, that that might be helpful for you. Exercise lowers estrogen and helps moderate hormones. So you've probably heard me talk about this before, that endometriosis is associated with estrogen dominance. Um, So a lot of women with endometriosis have estrogen dominance, but also endometriosis grows off like estrogen. It kind of feeds it. Um, that's that's the theory. So as a you know, as a result, lowering your estrogen levels and regulating your hormones through exercise could be really helpful there. Um, exercise also reduces inflammation, and as we know, inflammation increases pain. So obviously, I eat an anti-inflammatory diet to help me reduce my pain levels. So exercise can really help with that. It also increases circulation around your body, so cir- circulation in the pelvic area. So that could help with bowel problems that you're having, and just kind of move you know just get the blood flowing make sure that area is getting the nutrients and oxygen it needs and I will find for you because right off the top of my head I can't remember the study or the reference that I got this from but I will find it and put it in the show notes but exercise has been linked to a reduced risk of developing endometriosis so that's really really interesting and yoga can help relax us and the reason why that's so important is because when we are in a state of flight and fight, flight or fight mode, we're stressed. Our hormones are all over the place, and actually, our body can't repair itself as well because it's kind of focused on running, getting away. Whereas, if you are reducing your stress levels, you are allowing your body to get into a state where it can start repairing and nourishing itself and looking after itself. So, relaxing is really important. My routine now is that I try to exercise according to my cycle and I think that's really helped to challenge the idea of exercise for punishment in my mind. So Elisa Vitti and Lisa Lister and Maisie Hill all reference to exercise for your cycle and that changes depending on the phase of your menstrual cycle that you're in. We are not designed like men Men's testosterone goes up and down all day and it just repeats the next day. Ours changes throughout the entire month. Different kind of activities suit us at different times. So menstruation, what these experts recommend is doing yoga, walking, gentle stretching. And that could, you know, it definitely suits me when I'm in, if I have pain or I'm feeling a bit fatigued. So hopefully something like that could help you. Gentle walking, gentle stretching, gentle yoga. Follicular. So when you are in your spring, so when you're kind of, you've just come out of your period and you're moving into ovulation, that's when more challenging workouts are recommended. Ovulation is when you've got loads of energy or typically the ovulation phase is when you have more energy because your estrogen's really high. Now I understand I don't really experience it this massively. I do get a bit of pain 
um, around ovulation, not massive amount, really it's like background pain. But I know a lot of you do get severe pain. So this might not be the time for you to do high impact training. And you've really, this is where listening to your body is really important. Yoga might be better for you at this time. But generally, kind of high impact training, um, high intensity is kind of a good, it's good, it's a good time to do it during ovulation. And luteal, so that's kind of pre-menstrual, is when walking, pilates, yoga, and you could still do like kind of like a more intense science type of yoga at this point in like the early part of your luteal phase so like vinyasa or hot yoga or something power power yoga and then you kind of you might want to make it more gentle as you go towards your menstrual phase i totally recommend reading woman code period power and code red i'm putting all of these in the show notes if you're interested in learning how to exercise for um your menstrual cycle And I've done a few columns on this, so I'll link to those as well. Just a reminder that today's episode is sponsored by BU. Literally, these guys are one of my favourite period companies, full stop. I love BU already, thanks to their incredible natural pain relief and period patches, which I've spoken to you guys about. But as if that wasn't enough, they've now brought out a high quality CBD range too. You can choose from a CBD muscle balm, which contains only natural ingredients, uh, oral drops or sprays, which are flavoured only with natural flavourings. The oral drops and the oral spray come in three different flavours, natural, lemon and berry. And the CBD muscle is purely natural and contains beeswax and some gorgeous smelling oils such as lavender and eucalyptus. To shop, just head to the link in my show notes and let me know if you try them. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis symptom tracker. If you kind of feel a bit overwhelmed by your pain and your symptoms and you really just don't know where to start with managing them, then tracking your symptoms over a couple of months or even just a month to see what your triggers might be could be really helpful. I've put together a free download that helps you track your pain, your mood, your brain fog, uh, your bloating, where you are in your cycle your eating habits, your stress levels, so many different things um, in a really simple and effective way. If you'd like to try it out, um, obviously it's free, just head to the show notes, follow the link and you can get your own copy. What my exercise routine looks like now is I read a book, oh god it's brilliant, it's called Atomic Habits and I highly recommend you read it. It's really changed the way that I approach exercise. It's all about making changes that stick through almost like habit hacking, where you, if you've got an existing habit, you slide exercise into it and you increase kind of your improvement by actually like 1% a day rather than being like, I'm going to go from doing nothing to 110%. It's about making these small improvements. So that's what I've been doing because in the past, um, I will go through phases of exercising a lot and then exercising not at all. And I just wanted to get on top of that. So what my kind of current exercise routine is as a amazing result of Atomic Habits is very small amounts of exercise that I'm bringing into my daily, daily life. And why it's small is because 
I still wake up pretty fatigued in the morning and um, I wake up and I have about two hours before I start working. That's just how long it takes me to do my morning routine and get ready. I work from home, so I'm not walking anywhere. Start working, I finish work and then I work out, which I'll explain in a bit, you know, make dinner and then I start my course or I do some work for Endo Life and I start my course and I do that until nine o'clock and then post on social media and then I get ready for bed. And, you know, at some point squeeze life admin in there as well. So I don't have a massive amount of time for exercise. And because I have limited energy, like I'm not where I want to be in terms of waking up in the morning. I would like to wake up and be able to work out, but I'm not there yet. So I'm increasing my energy and my stamina and my physical capabilities by implementing these small habits bit by bit. So the way it looks now is in the morning, I do my morning routine which already exists. It, or, it was already there, so it's not going to change it much. I do five minutes of either yoga, if I'm in my menstruation cycle or just about to come on, or cardio. I bought a stepper machine. No, it's not a stepper, it's a climber. And um, yeah, so I do five minutes of cardio and then I get off and I um, will stretch. And then before I break for lunch, I do... 60 sit-ups and I do 20 reps of different types of sit-ups and I've now added a plank towards that to that 30 second plank and in in fact I've increased it to 75 sit-ups now because I've increased I was doing like 20 I I don't literally know what they're called but you know I was doing 20 of each exercise now I'm doing 25 and I'm actually really good at sit-ups I've I've never really struggled with them because I've used to do a lot of sit-ups when I was younger so I could do a lot more um but because I'm I don't want myself to I don't want my brain to be like you don't have time to do 10 minute a 10 minute ab workout I'm like no I have time to do 75 sit-ups so I'm getting up to do make my lunch anyway so I'm stopping I'm doing 75 sit-ups and then uh, I would do a proper ab workout later on which you'll hear about but that means I will do that every day before my mid-afternoon snack when I get up to make it, I do five minutes of knee physiotherapy because I have knee problems. I always have done. And um, no one's really sorted it, to be honest, which is, I guess, in partially my fault. I need to push the doctors more. So I use free videos, knee physiotherapy videos on YouTube. I do five minutes of that. And then after I finish my work for the day, before I start making dinner, or do anything else, even if Chris is making dinner, before I do anything else, after I make dinner, sorry, after I finish working, I do 10 to 30 minutes, depending on where I am in my cycle, how I'm feeling um, endo-wise, and how much time I've got. I will do 10 to 30 minutes of strength training. That is usually free videos from Rebecca Louise, I'm linking to her in the show notes, or Cassie Ho, and they are always each like the videos are like five minutes to 20 minutes long um and I usually just choose like a a 10 minute one and then I might do three 10 minute ones if I'm doing a 30 minute workout which I could do so ovulation for example would be a good time for me to do 30 minute workout because I've got more stamina but if I was in my follicular phase then no sorry if I was in my luteal phase then I might do 20 minutes Um, or if I was due on, I would do 10 kind of thing. And then 
what I'm trying to do is make sure I'm still moving when I'm on my period and when I'm like really like due on like two three days away from due on maybe I don't have the energy to do any strength training or pilates or pilates or anything so I'll go for a gentle walk or I'll do 10 20 30 minutes of yoga instead so that's really yeah that that's kind of what it looks like oh sorry and then I also go for a walk after that I'll go for a quick walk around the block I would love to go for longer I go for about 10 to 20 minutes and I'll try to I don't know send some emails whilst I'm walking or something but I would I really want to get to a place in my life where my life is a bit more balanced and I'm not trying to squeeze in so much but I'm literally like right it's this time now I've got to do this and now I've got to do that and I'm very like everything's back to back with like the tasks that I have to do so partially it's not just energy it's time but this works really well and I've kept it up since putting these habits in and I've been doing them for three, no, maybe, I've been doing them since January, I think. So I highly recommend Atomic Habits because that book has changed my life and has really helped with seeing exercise in a different way. And I, what I hope to do is get to a point where I'm doing, um, so the minimum, the NHS recommends that the minimum we do is 150 minutes of um, movement, cardio kind of movement, brisk walking, swimming, running, bike, blah, 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 a week. So that in its simplest form is 30 minutes, five times a week and two strength training exercise, two strength training sessions, which is full body workouts. So what I want to get to a point of being able to do is eventually being able to do 30 minutes on my stepper five days a week. And then on top of that, being able to get out and go for a walk because that's good for your body. It's good for your mind to be outside. And I'm spending way too much time inside and I really want to get out more. But, you know, I'm gradually increasing the amount of cardio that I do as I improve, as I get stronger and as I kind of conquer my fatigue, which is an ongoing journey. I probably would be able to do more if I had if I could get up more earlier at that at the moment and that's kind of something that I'm kind of continuously working on. I also in June, oh, today's the 1st of June, so this month um I'm going to ensure that I get one session of yoga in a week and whether that's because I'm going to a class which I don't 100% know if I'll be able to afford or doing it online so yoga of adrian i've linked to her in the show notes she's brilliant free um free online youtube resource um so just doing half an hour yoga maybe on a saturday maybe on a sunday or an hour if i feel like it i really want to start bringing more activities that are reducing my stress levels and bringing my body into a state where it can begin healing and it's not in such a state of flight or fight because i live from that place a lot yeah, I mean, this is an ongoing process for me. I'm still perfecting it and I'm trying to create healthy habits. I really, but I, I really love using exercise because it has firstly helped me with my depression and anxiety. It's boosted my self-esteem because obviously my body improves, but my strength improves. I feel stronger and healthier and seeing what my body is capable of in terms of strength is incredible when you have felt weak for so long, so many years with endo. And also I like to use exercise as a booster when I'm tired. If I'm really struggling with fatigue, I will stop 
and put on a YouTube strength training video, maybe just my arms, like, because I don't have to, it's not full body, it's not, I don't know what the word is, like, sometimes I feel like full body exercises can be a bit too much when I'm really tired, but if I'm just moving my arms, it's not as much of a commitment. So I might do some arm exercises without weights, and after that, I always feel lifted. I mean, the fatigue hasn't completely gone, but I feel like I've had a boost. And another thing that I find really useful about exercise is using yoga for period pain. When I do have period pain, yoga always helps me through. And it's really been like a best friend in those moments of middle of the night and I'm really lost and in consumed pain. I just roll out my yoga mat and it's dark and it's just me on the mat and yoga and the pain and I just work through it and it really really reduces my pain it really helps me through so um, I'm really excited actually about becoming healthier and stronger there are so many incredible benefits to exercise there's a video I watched a while ago actually about the benefits of exercise if I can find it I will link it in the show notes because when I watched it it blew my mind but yeah if not I mean, I'm sure you know there's lots of benefits, but maybe do some research and read up on it. Someone who really, truly inspires me, actually, is Rich Roll. His story is brilliant. He was an alcoholic and he got walked up the stairs one day. They weren't a uh, big flight of stairs and he thought he was having a heart attack. He changed his life and he's now one of the strongest athletes. I'm not sure, like, his, his broken records were something. So one of the best athletes in the world, basically. And then also, that you know, we're not, not all of us with endometriosis struggle, basically, with, with exercise. Some of us do, but some of us don't. And two women who really inspire me, and they might not inspire you, it might make you feel, it might not be helpful for you, it might make you feel, I don't want you comparing yourself and, and feeling bad about that. But two women I follow on Instagram, and I like watching because I'm like, you really inspire me with your strength are Kelly Sefton, K-E-L-L-Y-S-E-P-H-T-O-N. She's got endometriosis and she is, I don't know if she's a bodybuilder. She's definitely a personal trainer, um, certified nutrition and lifestyle coach. She exercises like crazy, like in a good way. Um, She's really, really strong. And um, she's also got like, she does stuff about endometriosis now and she's a blogger and so she's really worth looking into and then the other girl is Steph Fit on Instagram she's um at s-t-e-f underscore fit and she doesn't talk about endo massively she does a little bit every now and then but she's so strong and yeah her page is all about fitness and she gives people fitness workouts and stuff like that I wish I wish that I didn't have painful knees because the exercise that I the exercises I would be capable of doing just look bloody amazing and I would just yeah I would love to be able to do like lunges without like not being able to get back up off the floor so yeah so those two are really inspiring because they are such strong physically strong women and it's, I don't know how their endo directly affects them. It's just nice to see that people are doing it and it's possible. 
And I really hope that, I mean, I'm not going to become an exercise blogger for sure, but I'd hope that I can start sharing my journey and, um, and I don't mean like workout videos either. I just like talking about it, you know, like on the podcast, like letting you guys know how I'm getting on because I really like feeling strong and there are so many benefits to feeling strong. And I think when you have felt weak for a long time, then it's just, it's just an amazing feeling. So yeah, so I hope those two inspire you. Um, and if they don't, if it makes you feel insecure or it's not your kind of thing, don't worry about it. It's just, it's just obviously a suggestion. So I hope this episode was useful to you. If you have any questions, um, just hop into my DMs and let me know and I would love to talk to you. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and live in well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis this episode was produced by the pod farm whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world